Pete, my man. Pete, my man. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you, Jason? Good. Have you, are you rested up from Tunica? <laughs> right. Good. That's funny. <laughs> Do you guys get the Tunica flu like we get the Gordyville flu, too? I, I've, I heard you guys you usually stay up pretty late down there and have a good time. So. Oh, yes. Yes. It, you've been to Lincoln. You've hung around the antique guys at Lincoln before. So, yes, yes there have. is the, <laughs> there is the Tunica flu. That is true. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So the biggest mistake I make on these podcasts is I start talking to you like my friend because you are my friend. But we have, you know, thousands of people listening to this that have no idea who Pete Pesnick is or Kemp Brothers Motorsports. So we're going to play dumb like I don't know you. Well, it's easy for me to play dumb. That's harder for you because <laughs> you're pretty talented. But I want you to I want you to tell me who you are, where you live. Tell me about Cap Brothers Motorsports. And then I'm going to kind of I got some notes wrote down of things I want to cover with you. But let's start out with the, who the hell is Pete? And that's the question of the day. Who the hell is Pete? <laughs> well, if you look down at your screen when I signed on, I signed on as Wiley Coyote. Coyote so we'll, yep. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with that. That's fine. My dad gave me that nickname, you know, a long time ago when I would come up with a harebrained idea to kind of like strap a rocket to my ass and try something wild and crazy and just go with it. But anyway, I've been around truck and tractor pulling basically all my life um my dad got connected with some guys back in the seven days back in mini rod pulling and uh and old threshing shows the guy around the corner built a a a case steam engine a scale steam engine in his garage so i've been around like the whole gamut all my life in the 80s we went to watch the uh Oh, I think it was the TNT series in the Kemper Arena in Kansas City. And, you know, Long Neckers with the River Rat and the River Rat 2 with the, the Allisons and later the Packards. You know, those are kind of my favorites for modifieds. But I started tractor pulling myself when I was, I think, 13 on uh, an Oliver 1827 on steel wheels. And a year or two later, we switched to 101 Massey. And a year after that, a, a CC case, and I pulled those and just basically stock classes for many years. And then in the 90s, started uh, trying to keep up with the crowd, made some changes, started coming up with some new concepts and some new ideas. And that is what eventually launched Cap Brothers Motorsports, was coming up with ways to lose weight on a chassis or on a tractor without having to spend the money because I didn't have any money. We grew up on a small farm. We didn't have much. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, <laughs> we couldn't afford aluminum wheels. So that's when I came up with the concept and knew that I had to take weight off the back of the tractor. And that's where eventually the five spoke rim center came from. And that, uh, that concept, we debuted it in 2007 up in Sigourney, Iowa at the uh, Keokuk, uh, the, 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 the Winter Nationals up there, or the Spring Nationals. And that really kind of launched, really started launching things from a business perspective. Uh, that little one-on-one Massey, we built a stroker motor, no six for it, and started uh, making our wave with it and when you start getting guys out of michigan that have these baker 
motors paying attention to your little tractor that's got a little flathead in it. And they're like, we know what that thing can do. And they're worried about you. And I'm like, what are you guys worried about? So those are those kind of concepts and that. The business happen. Um, and got the ball rolling it started paying for its way to allow us to go to these regional events on the natpa circuit and go to the cigar in the iowa and paying for it and when i came out with the removable hub concept in 2012 those things just really exploded and that's what put us on the map and okay that's uh, that's eventually where I wound up quitting my job of uh, May of oh, 14 and went full time with the business. Pimping ain't easy, Pete. Pimping ain't easy. So. <laughs> so I'm on your Facebook page right now, Cat Brothers Motorsports LLC, for those that are listening to the podcast. And you do really, I like your Facebook page because you tell stories. You know, and the one thing I found right away was I was rolling through it was eight years ago today. Steve Allen and I installed the first pair of production cap brother motorsports hubs on Elton DeVault's DC case. What an interesting journey it has been since that point. So that's cool. Cause you, you're telling a story and I'm in sales, you know, Pete and I, I tell stories every day. Most of them are true. And some of them are a little fetch, but it depends what I'm talking to. You know what I mean? But right. What, what, what does cap brothers mean? I mean, the brothers, what CAP mean? How did, how'd you guys talk oh. with that? Okay, so I have two young men that came to my life through my wife and I, and that would be Colby Allen Petsnick and Chase Anthony Petsnick. Their initials are C-A-P. So when they were little, somebody recognized their initials and called them the Cap Brothers. So when it came time to form the company, that's where that came from. In hopes that they would like to be involved one day, but... (laughs) <laughs> they're they're different people than I, and so <laughs> no, I don't have a brother at home that stays and and does everything while I'm out gallivanting the country in the winter time doing all this stuff. No, that's me doing it and gallivanting. I love it. I love it. So my LLC for my tractor is leader in the clubhouse because and, and my wife loves golf, Pete. Like hates okay. tractor pulling. And she would much rather in the, you know, in the summer or the winter when I go pulling, she'd much rather go to a golf tournament somewhere and watch the PGA. So sure. I named it leader in the clubhouse <laughs> My, because I knew that it didn't work out for me as, as like I thought it would, but uh, <laughs> that's uh, awesome. it was funny. So I put that on the toter leader in the clubhouse, you know, licensed <laughs> by leader in the clubhouse. So, but it's all good. Um, I got to know you over the years at Gordyville. And, and that's, you know, that's the purpose of our conversation tonight. But, you know, you and I know, know, got to know each other well over the years and talking and stuff as a vendor, as a vendor at Gordyville. And what I don't think what maybe I know promoters realize it, but what people don't realize is a vendor is almost is as good as a sponsorship. And as a business owner, I would rather be a vendor and support the event and be there and promote my business at the same time. And that's where the vendors like I think Pete. I mean, you've been there since the beginning, haven't you? At least, I mean, maybe not the beginning, but like the last 10 years or so, right? Or six years, maybe? 2012 was my first year, and I'm glad you brought that up. 
because I was thinking about that earlier this evening. I can specifically remember pulling up in my excursion with a handful of items in the back of it. It was probably one o'clock in the morning, Thursday or Friday morning, you know, Thursday night going into Friday morning. And I'd never been there before. Pull in, did a circle around the parking lot, and I'm looking at all of the haulers that are there. And I'm looking at the tractors that are getting drug inside, and I'm like, I feel like a plankton in the ocean. What am I doing here? <laughs> so no, it's uh, it's awesome. You know, it it took a couple of years for me to get comfortable. I was that was still the early stages of the business, still trying to make a mark in the tractor pulling industry. And after being there, oh, I think I met you. It was either. I think I met you in 2015 or 16, and I remember going to Bosco Bell and coming over to Richland Center yep. over uh, and, and spending an afternoon just visiting with you. And yep. that, that, that might have been done like a little bit on purpose because I recognized the platform that the Bibberbone and Pulling Team had, and I'm like, I need to get to know this guy. This would be, like, good for everybody. So. <laughs> It depends. It depends on who you ask. <laughs> uh, shoot. No, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, but that's you realize though that your customers are fans of pulling, and there's a good chance they're going to be there. So, Pete, some distributors set up that actually sell some some more parts and pieces of my product than actually sell myself, and it's kind of like okay. Yeah, we've uh, we've made an impact on the industry, and you're starting to see my stuff at Gordyville nowadays. It took a took a few years where you could see it, you know, on the on the diesel side, you know, the bigger stuff versus where I started in the antique stuff. But like this last weekend, if you went down to Tunica, there the the dozens and dozens of tractors that hubs that had hubs on them down there, or it had rim centers or wheels or had this or that you know it's just like okay yeah we got that covered <laughs> we're doing okay in that in that area yeah, i like it i like it a lot um as you as you talk about tunica you know i was worried that you guys were going to come you know come in low, low on the tractor because of covid your giveaway for saint jude and it still came over fifty three thousand. that's amazing you guys killed it down there yes we were just completely blown away you know the very first tractor that we gave away for the st jude's raffle tractor back in 2015 we hit ten thousand dollars on it and we were like ecstatic and like the next year we hit like i don't know 18 or eighteen thousand. we were like wow we're making ground third year yeah we hit like 25 but the fourth year with the black m we hit ninety four thousand, and it was like oh my goodness okay and last year we did 150,000 between two tractors, but this year with COVID, we were like, okay, circle back around. If we can hit $10,000 like we did with the first Oliver tractor, great. But uh, Jeff Gravert, uh, who's part of the team that makes the St. Jude's tractor, raffle tractor happen, he's thinking, yeah, if we hit 25, okay, we did something. Brian Lively of the Hook Magazine set the target at $30,000. We hit it be before we even went down to Tunica, 
And as in the in just a couple of days when we were down there, you just saw it tick up, tick up, tick up, and I was like literally blown away with that number. I had to collect myself very quickly before we went and did the presentation and got to announce that we did almost, you know, fifty-four thousand dollars. It's incredible, incredible. It's just the heart of the polling community. I've seen it so many times, Pete, over the years. You know, That's, people just rally. It's awesome. Yep, and you see it. You see the same thing at Gordyville. You know, the uh, yep. whether it was a swing that was raffled off, or whether it's a toy tractor that Justin Snuckersider puts together. You know, it, it is amazing the dollars that get put together and the, the way that people will rally together and, and give to a cause when you throw the right cause out there in front of them, and. In, and it's I'm really looking forward to see what's going to happen this year with um, what we're going to try to raise for the Scott family, you know, with Megan Scott. Yep. Yeah, they're, you know, they're those Brian and Megan are faces you see all the time, you know, pulling, whether it's outdoors or indoors and they go everywhere. I mean, I've seen them in Wisconsin, to <laughs> Iowa to Missouri to Nebraska. I mean, everywhere. And uh, it's it's, you know, like I said. Oh, I was talking to Justin the other night. We did a podcast about his toy, and I just said, unfortunately, there's a need every year to have, a, you know, something in our, you know, in the polling community. Somebody gets cancer, or somebody gets sick, or somebody dies tragically, and it's just life. And I know it, it is, it is what it is, but it sucks. And uh, but it's fun. It's fun that we can rally and, and remember. You know what I mean? Right. Because life is short. You just never know. Right. You just never know. So. It, and it's great that it it does give us a focus. Um, I guess that has been a thing here lately is just focus, you know, you and I messaged in here a couple of weeks ago. It's kind of like, okay, I've ne- I've noticed a difference in how Jason's conducted his life, you know, and, and what is it, you know, and it's like, it's a focus on time management or it's a focus on this. And yep. um, after having some health challenges earlier this summer or late summer, I'm like, mm, yeah, we're doing things differently and we're going to focus on this. And, 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 the biggest key that I've found is just being upfront and honest with people. Just let them know, hey, here's what's going on. You know, throw the challenge out to them and say, I'm just being real here. Yep. People would rather have honesty than bullshit any day. Though. That's right. So it's all good. It is all good. Um, when we talk about Gordyville, are you, I'm assuming you, the cat brother, are you going to make the big trip to Indiana? I guess I shouldn't assume, but I'm assuming you'll make the trip there. By disconnected. Are you still there, Jason? Yep. Okay. Yep. I got you back. I've lost you just a few times for a few seconds, but it's it's been decent, okay. so it's all good. Um, are you? I'm assuming you're going to be in Shipshawana at Gordywana this year. Is that the for, plan for Cat Brothers? Few details. And we're going to get set set in so that yes, we will be up at Shipshawana as soon as you guys did the. Uh, Oh, I, I don't remember if it was a podcast or if you did a Let's Grow polling and announced it with Clint that you guys were going to ship Shawana. We got off of that, and I sent Clint a text and said, I'm in. Let's go. I'm ready. Yep. Yeah, it sounds like there's a lot more room um, at this facility than there is even at the, at the Horse Arena in, in Gordyville there. So I'm excited for that. 300-foot track, you know, it's going to be a different venue. We're going to see some different pullers, you know, because we're going to be in a different part of the country, and um, I'm excited. I'm excited. I think, I think everybody's excited because we've all been cooped up. I mean, 
Did Tunica, I mean, was it an average crowd or a normal crowd or bigger than normal? What did you see down there? I would say it was 80 to 85%. There wasn't quite the number of tractors down there. But the interesting thing was, is we'd heard lots of people weren't coming, but they were displaced by so many new faces that had never been there before. So that was encouraging. And uh, and there had been a rumor mill going on that people weren't sure whether Tunica was going to happen in 2021 or not because Tunica County owns that facility down there and they were trying to lease it to other people. And that got all kind of haywired. But when they got everything hammered out and locked down for 2020, they lo- they signed a contract for 2021. So Tunica 2021 is Great. a go and that was encouraging to people, and that's getting people's mindset like, you know, this pandemic's only going to last for a season or a period of time. You know, it's not going to stop life. We need to get out. We need to get out and do things. We need to put our fears aside and just it, do protection if that's what you need to do, and then move on. So I am looking forward to Gordywana, Gordyville in Shipshawana, and we'll abide whatever by whatever rules are required so that you know we keep everybody safe and that we can go out and get out yes exactly exactly well said well said um when it comes to when it comes to tunica were there any new tractors there or any new technologies that kind of caught your eye (laughs) There's a sideline conversation. I want to. I don't want to blow things up. That there, there might be. A, a... Oh no! This was this was a general. This was like a legitimate question. I didn't know we were up to something. Okay, okay. Let's, 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 we don't have to answer that question. There, there's a few that. things that are sketchy. That you know, it's kind of like I'm not sure that that tractor is actually legal as an antique. But and the hitch might be like, well, it was 14 inches. It's not 18 inches. But that's a whole different story. But with that said, there is new technology in the industry. In fact, I'm getting ready to purchase some of that technology for an upgrade to my old case pulling tractor, Coyote Ugly. Um, There are several tractors down there that I know that have Paul Crow's um, header system on it from C5 Performance. Okay. And I don't know if any of them actually had his new, new technology carburetor, updraft carburetor that he has developed whether it's had that, but those are the, those are the new things that are coming around that you will see that are going to make some dramatic changes in the way that we pull. And then some of the other changes would be like a, a diversion from the red diamond international motor being placed in like a 460 or 560 chassis to a change to a 400 series motor on gas and, Big cubic inches, cross flow head, lots and lots and lots of horsepower. See, I had no idea, and I, I'm, you know, I'm not very mechanical. That's the least <laughs> of my. Uh, I don't know if I'm good at anything but talking, <laughs> but I, did, I had no idea the amount of money that was spent on these antique tractors until I've talked to you and Lively, kind of off the record. You're not really, they're not, you know, just I can't leave the amount of billet and the amount of money that's put into these motors of these antique tractors, and uh, I thought. I guess I thought I was stupid with the big tractor. You know what I mean? And I just think we're all stupid. Right. Uh, It's actually, it's actually cheaper to build a smoker, you know, like a farm stock or, 
pot farm than it is to go to build a two-cylinder John Deere tractor. You know, the, but here's what the, what the major difference that most people don't realize. They're like, why would you spend that much, that kind of money on it? And it's like, well, you get to hook three, four. Right. Pete? Yes. Pete? Are you there? Okay. I lost you there. Yeah. So start back over when you said you get to hook three, four, five, and then I lost Okay. So on the antique tractors, you can hook three, four, five times, but unlike on the diesel smokers or the bigger, faster tractors, you get to hook once, maybe twice if you're lucky. Yep. No, it, that's... It's it's all about the ride. It's all about the ride. That's right. for sure. So, well, good, 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 good. So, um, Cat Brothers Motorsports. I mean, is it? Do you have a busier time of the year, Pete? Like, is is it kind of like winter build season, or do you keep pretty steady throughout the whole three hundred sixty five? Our peak is oh middle of December until middle of April, and you know when. Oh, 60% of our, our customer base are farmers, so they need things to do in the winter and thinking about their stuff. And then some guys, it's builds, you know, or upgrades, or we broke something, you know, during the during the pull season. We come around to harvest, and that's always, like, really sketchy, like, <laughs> on everybody. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. It's kind of like, yeah, September, October, we're kind of like, Okay, suck it up. It's going to be a little rough for a little bit. We'll make it through. We got work. Yep. No, and that makes sense. That makes sense. You understand the trends of your right. business. Why should somebody call you, Pete? Like, why? I mean, you. who do you want to call you? Farm stock pullers? I mean, tell me. I mean, I know you're doing bigger stuff now, but I want everybody to understand what, what you can offer a tractor puller. Oh, nowadays, uh, we do adapter plates and hubs from, it doesn't matter whether it's an antique or up to, oh, about a light pro. Um, we can handle, we've had our hubs on 1,800, 2,000 horsepower tractors, uh, adapter plates. You know, there's uh, there's Alice's out there or Massey's that's got a flan, eight bolt flange on them that, you know, run light limited super classes and you know, we, we help with that. Nowadays, we build chrome alloy axles for the antiques, and we're, we've built a couple of sets now for the light-limited super stock tractors. So we're, we're starting to make impacts there, and then we're doing billet rods. Um, we really haven't pushed billet rods. It's taken a while to get all the process in place because when you're dealing with a range of motors that you might have a connecting rod that's 16 inches long up to down to 7 inches long, or you've got a diesel in between that's got a lot more compressive forces to it. it. It takes a little bit more to like be able to fixture and hold all that stuff. So nowadays, you know, we're doing some diesel rods. We're doing, we've got a ton of orders for Moline rods at the moment. We're certain we've done a couple of sets of Oliver rods. Um, oh, we're starting to look at some crankshaft stuff. Um, we're looking at our tooling and our equipment and trying to upgrade. Uh, and it doesn't matter what, what part of the sport you're looking at. We can, you know, the pro stocks and the Alki supers, yeah, there's guys that do that. You go to Riverside, go to, go to whomever. But on the other aspects of the, 
of the industry, we cover a pretty wide gamut, which makes it challenging in itself. Oh, yeah. Completely. Completely, completely, completely. Well, cool. What are you going to have on display up at Gordyville or Gordywana? What are you bringing with you? Gordywana, and we'll have some of the uh, some of the wheels for the antique pullers. We'll have some of our the goal is to have a, a moling moling Minneapolis moling axle housing assembly. We do a fabricated housing for that with a, a Kermale axle in it. Um, we'll have adapter plates and wheels. We should have some some billet rods that we can display. Uh, it's um, it's more than what we normally do at some events and hopefully the same as that we do at others. Perfect. 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 Um, yeah. I, I think I've got all my questions answered. Do you have anything else that you want to add tonight? Either about Tunica or St. Jude's or Cat Brothers or the sport of pulling or. or I, I want to thank you for the opportunity and the support that you've given me and all the shout outs over the years, uh, whether it's been a tractor pull and, you know, me walking to the fence and you saying hi, and all of a sudden I got a microphone in my hand, and and I, <laughs> I it, those uh, those mean a lot, but it's also good for you know promotion of the sport and promotion of my business. Now than I ever. differently and often changing our delivery dates on stuff to become more realistic. And it goes back to that honesty thing to be more honest with our customers to say, here's, here's what we're trying to really do instead of being unrealistic and say, yeah, we can do that. And, and um, St. Jude's really excited about 2021 with the, the 460 utility international tractor that will have a red diamond 501 in it it's not going to be well 501 cubic inches is a nice start to begin with but we're not going up in the 650 range so like a lot of those guys do but with some high compression pistons in it and uh, a good cam and a paul crow header on it and the things that we normally do to try to make it light and different and nice, it's going to be really, really exciting to see how this thing turns out. We're going to turn the switch on earlier, much earlier on this tractor than we normally do. You know, ideally we would have something on display at Gordywana, and that's not going to happen this year, but we're going to try to have the link turned on before then. And we're going to hopefully get some things in gear in the next two or three weeks and we'll push out, updates on uh, the outlaw antique tractor pulling forum and then i'll i'll try to make an effort to get them to push out to the the beer money pulling team for the the new followers that are you know follow a, your platform on it and really excited about what we've, we've got planned in the future we've got a tractor plan for 2021 that's already in the works. We've got a tractor plan for 2022. That one's a little sketchy yet, but it's on the drawing board, so we got a little bit of time. But anybody that wants to get involved, they can they can PM me or Brian Lively or Jeff Gravert, and it's pretty easy to get in touch with us to find out how you can be involved. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. And to find you, it's Cap Brothers Motorsports on Facebook. 
your website is ninebolthubs.com, right? That's one of the websites. I've actually got uh, two two websites. Um, okay, what's capbrothersmotorsports.com. Okay. And then ninebolthubs.com. Perfect. I'll get those listed up there when I put the podcast. And yeah, you can text me, you can email me, capbrothersms at gmail.com. Call me or text me at 816-308-8879. PM me at Pete Petsnick on Facebook. Got it. Uh, The picture on the Cat Brothers Motorsports of the, was that old Massey Harris 101 maybe? Uh, Yeah. Is that in Tunica? That was in, um, that was, a big arena yeah that was jackson missouri 2007 that year i took second place in points in division four 3750 um a tractor that didn't belong there at all but um we made it work and it was a it was a good year i love it what is your favorite i mean do you have a favorite uh, antique tractor to pull oh i'm kind of colorblind in that one i love the old massies i love the old cases i love the olivers so i'm not a traditional red or green guy you know i, I like the other shades there so i i really can't draw yeah. the line between like a, a case or a massey or an oliver so we're uh we're we're building a couple of Olivers for 12 mile an hour class. We're making upgrades to Coyote Ugly, the old case, and uh, and my old part of my old 101 Massey that's on the website there and Facebook. It's going to get resurrected, and a buddy of mine that is here local, we're teaming up together to put his old tractor, my tractor together, make him bigger and better than it ever was. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, Pete, I'm going to wrap up our interview. Go home, watch an episode of The Crown with my <laughs> wife on Netflix because I love that show. Mix up a vodka lemonade and then uh, you go to bed and then start over again tomorrow. Jason, thank you very much for the opportunity to be on with you and have a Merry Christmas. Oh, it's great. You're a good dude. I love you, Pete. Thanks. Talk to you soon, buddy. Bye.